1: Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic. Joe Fordesce, we are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. and Joe, the Flyers have matched their season best winning streak of three games. That might not seem like a lot, but given how much losing they had gone through uh, ever since that positive 7, three and two start, winning three straight games is definitely progress. Uh, The last time they won three straight was when they started the season 3-0-0. So the Flyers are seeing some progress. And Joe, I think there's probably, it's safe to say, there's probably a portion of the fan base that's tank, tank, tank. Lose these games, get the best possible draft pick uh, next summer. But Joe, I'm a believer in the Flyers need to start building now. They need to see progress from their youth. They need to get the best possible evaluation on some of their kids. Who's going to be a part of this in the future, who isn't, and having young players produce in a winning environment is important. So I think it's positive to see this this winning streak, uh, a three game sweep of their California road trip. Uh, to me, I think that's real good. Uh, if you're a fan of the Flyers and for management and for the coaching staff, how do you see it?
2: Well, I, you know, watching Connor Bedard play in the <laughs> World Juniors, I'm sure has heightened the the tanking group of you know the fan base out there because it was so clear he was the best player in that tournament um Eric Lindros was tweeting out about him um you just had players all over and and I mean he was on another level from everyone in his competition there so I think that kind of heightened the you know let's tank for Bedard type of thing and then when you play a team like the Ducks and you look at them and they're going to be in the running for the first pick and we saw why last night. I mean, that was, in my opinion, the worst team they faced this year. Uh, that th- they looked lifeless from the start of that game, and really, aside from a few minutes here and there, um, you you can't help but think that that team is going to is going to finish lower than the Flyers. So I think those combined things have heightened the we need a tank. But you can't. That said, you can't tell a bunch of prideful professional athletes to go out there and lose because first of all some of these guys aren't going to be part of whatever goes on in the future um John Tortorella doesn't coach that way uh he's not going to coach a team to lose to get a draft pick uh so that's just not a realistic expectation to go out there and tell a group of guys to you know with how half the season left that we need to uh basically tank half the season i mean who who wants to do that who's going to do that what competitive professional athlete is going to allow themselves to go out there and, ha- and have that happen it's just not going to happen so i do think there's building blocks here um and we're seeing them i think we're seeing different ones gradually show themselves and um One that's really stood out to me is uh, we keep hearing John Tortorella and last night we heard Travis Konechny and some other guys talk about like the emergence of guys like Noah Cates. He's not putting up a ton of points. That said, he has three in his last two games, but he hadn't scored a goal for six weeks before that. But you kept hearing John Tortorella talk about his responsible play and kind of then you heard Konechny talk about how whenever somebody makes a mistake, he's there to correct it. Those are generally things you say about veteran players, not players that are where Noah Cates is in his career. And those are the kind of things that I think are building blocks for the future. And with each little segment of games, I think another one of those things kind of shows itself. Um, I felt like maybe the previous group of games and even the last few Morgan Frost's improvement has really shown itself. Owen Tippett has emerged as all of a sudden the conversation we had it on the pregame show last night, does Florida regret making that trade? Of course, they didn't win a Stanley cup, which was the ultimate goal. They didn't keep Drew. So essentially they gave away a first round pick and Owen Tippett. So you would have to think they probably do regret that trade, but the reason that comes up is because of the way Owen Tippett's playing this season. Um, Other than Konechny, he's been their best forward, and it's not really – I don't think it's arguable. So, I mean, you're seeing things, and the good thing is Konechny's been the one that's been consistent. We've seen that all year. The other ones are different guys in different little pockets, and I think that's a good thing for a team that is building toward the future. Absolutely. I think – You really just have to get a
1: read on these younger players. And when you see them do good things and and the things result in wins, like those are positives for where this team could be next year or the following year. Uh, You want to see Owen Tippett score goals, put up points and do it in wins. Morgan Frost, you want to see put up offense. Uh, Noah Cates, Cam York play big minutes. Uh, You want to see this stuff. Um, So I think it's a positive. uh, And the thing is you have flexibility. If you're the flyers where, you know, you don't have to look at every game as a must win. So if you want to play Sam Ayrson, a goalie that had one previous start before this road trip, you want to play him in three straight games, you can do that. Uh, and you could be patient with Carter Hart as he recovers from this upper body injury. Uh, could Carter Hart possibly have played maybe one of these, one or maybe two of these games? Possibly. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out, but they probably just thought, hey, there's zero, there's zero rush. Um, Get Erson in
2: there. Right. It's almost like a luxury, right? It like is. We, all of a sudden, this unexpected sort of um bonus has come up. Yep. And l- let's ride it out. Yep. And that's what they've done. And like you just said, you can afford to do that a little bit because this isn't about, you know, we're in this race for one of the top three places in the division. It's – um It's really, you're really trying to figure out, and we've heard John Tortorella talk about this consistently through the beginning of the season. We have to see what we have going forward, and it's not all about this season. This little, I don't want to call it a tryout because he played much better than a tryout, but this little stint of games that Samuel Erson's played um, has given them the luxury to give Hart extra time and I think they've taken advantage of it because we heard the talk before they went out West and everyone expected Carter Hart to play one or two games. And he played zero because Erson allowed that to happen, I believe. And um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle this going forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really the first time this year we've talked about them having like an excess of something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, good, in excess of something good, where they can afford to maybe take a little bit of a liberty over here because we have something that cropped up over here positively. That's something this team desperately needed, and they've had it over the last uh, little stretch here. And what are you going to do if you're the Flyers? Are you going to healthy scratch Owen Tippett,
1: a 23-year-old forward, just to possibly lose a game? Like, are you going to healthy? Like, they're young. They're already young. Like, it's, it's not like they're playing this surplus of vets um they're pretty young right now and they're going to go through lumps they're going to lose games uh but play these kids play owen tip. owen tip is playing the biggest role in his career by far i mean he was somewhat sheltered a little bit in florida because they were contending and they were a good team and they had people there uh to win he's now playing the biggest role of his career and that's huge morgan frost is getting a full season to show what he can do play power play cam york is going to see top pair minutes and if they make mistakes, that's fine. So it's almost like if you lose, hey, it does help one thing, possibly your draft position. But if you win, it can also help your future. And I think that's how the Flyers see it. And I don't really see any qualms with that. It's that's sports. It's not, you know, hockey is not like some other sports where you can just stockpile top three picks and get a, a guy to come in and change your organization from day one. I mean, uh, you will, you know, like Connor Bedard could be a very special player, but you can still get very good players in the top five, top ten, and take pride in your drafting and developing and making sure you hit on picks in the teens and the twenties too. You can get good players there, um, but you have to let it play out. And uh, I think right now the Flyers are seeing good progress from from their kids.
2: Uh, I do. I totally agree. And um, you know, you mentioned York there. The subtle play he makes last night that starts the rush up the ice on the Connecticut goal, yeah. I'm not even sure that he makes that play a month ago when he, come, when he first came back up. That, that's, that's a play a veteran defenseman makes, and it was just, you know, a little chip up against the boards, and it starts a rush that results in a goal. I mean, these are the kind of things where you're looking. You know when John Tortorella looks at the film from that game he's going to see that play and, and that's going to make them, well, we think smile, but um, that's, that's what you want to see. You want to see growth from these players. And I think they're seeing a lot of it from a lot of their young guys right now. And, you know, getting around the half season, Mark, you you should be seeing growth from a lot of these players. And uh, that's what they're seeing now. I mean, and you, you basically just ride the wave, you know, until, you know, you're going to get Arizona Thursday, but then you're talking about Toronto and you're talking about Buffalo, who's played well this season at times. You know, it's not like you're going to be playing the ducks and the sharks. And I mean, the Kings are a good team and they, you know, that was one of their best wins of the year to win that game on the road. But, you know, you're going to have stiffer competition and you're going to be facing. I mean, we saw It wasn't that, it was what, five games ago that we saw Toronto's offense and what they can do, and they're coming in here this weekend. So, you know, that kind of, the stuff to criticize will be there. Yeah. But there's no sense in criticizing things when they're in the stretch they're in right now.
1: Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Joe, if you could pick one, one young player that really impressed you the most over this three game sweep of
2: their California trip, who would it be? I I think there's a few candidates, but I'm, I'm going to say Owen Tippett because of the, the different types of plays he's making. Um, you know, he's making one, like making guys miss and then getting shots off. Uh, was it the, the little, uh, the stick handling. And then when he uh, hit the wrist shot the other day, that was against LA, right? Yes. yes. Against LA. So, I mean, these are the plays that I saw that play and I said, I I didn't know Owen Tippett had that club in his bag, so to speak. I mean, you know, these, this is um, a player that quite frankly, is playing above significantly above what I expected. And, um, To me, I think he's really kind of taken the – I mean, we know what Travis Connectney and we talked a lot about how Tortorella, he was a candidate to get the best out of Travis Connectney, And I think he's getting that because I I think this is probably the best hockey Travis Connectney's ever played. Um, But beyond him, to me, Owen Tippett is the guy that jumps off the page, and he's involved every game. He's one of these guys – you notice this guy every game. Yeah. And for a long time, we've had a lot of Flyers forwards that you don't notice every game. And that was part of a big part of the problem. Um, So to me, it's Owen Tippett um, emerging as really a I don't know if I want to call him a sniper yet, but an offensive force, I would definitely say, I mean, teams playing against the Flyers. That, you know, you're not getting too far down the list before Owen Tippett's the guy you're focusing on limiting the damage he can do because he he's been consistent with it and um, seems to be getting better every game. So that's who I'm going to go with.
1: I like that one, Joe. I think when they acquired him in that Claude Drew trade, some people were saying possibly a, a third line winger that could score 20 goals. And uh, I think he's possibly surpassing that. I mean, he looks like he could be the second best goal scorer on this team right now. Uh, maybe that's not saying a ton, given it's not a roster litter with goal scorers, but uh, so many positives from Tippett, and it's all coming from opportunity.
2: Yeah, and, and the other thing I will say is, you know, on this podcast, the fan base, the the general media that covers the Flyers on, on a, uh, a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, Ch- Chuck Fletcher has taken a lot of criticism. For contracts, some moves that he's made, some trades that he's made. This one, you have to give him credit for.
1: Yeah,
2: Um, I mean, he got a first-round pick and Owen Tippett, who is showing himself to be a top six forward, if not a top three. Um, For Claude Giroux, who was a free agent and quite frankly just did not fit with what this team's plans were going forward at his current age and he got a good i mean arguably great return for him. Yeah. You don't really hear that in terms of hey, you got to give this guy credit for this one, but you have to give this guy credit for this one. I agree. These it, it, are these are moves that sort of uh that they they move you in your rebuild, they move you two or three steps forward like that instead of a half a step or one. Yeah. You're 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 jumping ahead when you get you know, draft capital and a guy who you can play in your top six, who's a young player that should be part of this going forward.
1: Yeah, you can ser- certainly say fans are probably running out of whipping boys. I mean, you can no longer really criticize the coach. Tortorella's in his first year. He's here to stay. Um, some vets have already moved on. The Flyers are pretty young. So where does it go? It goes to Chuck Fletcher and the general manager, and justifiably so. It, it, you know, eventually criticize, criticism reaches the top for where the team is. Um, and there's going to be plenty of moves that he's going to be criticized for a long time, but uh, it's okay to give credit where it's due. And that tree, when it happened, a lot of things, a lot of people were underwhelmed by it, but the GM was certainly handcuffed there in many ways. Drew had a no trade clause. He could control where he wanted to go. Um, So that just
2: kind of leaked out that he wanted that Florida was the only one he was going to accept. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, once that gets out there, why is a team going to, a team's not going to sit there and, you know, show you all their cards when they already know you're in a bind. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, I would say, based on the situation, I don't think you could have asked for more. And quite frankly, <laughs> there's probably GMs around this league that are envious of of this particular move. No. That doesn't excuse other moves. I'm just saying, you can't only focus on Okay, maybe he paid this guy too much money or he gave up a one for Rasmus Ristolainen and then signed him to this big deal. You can't just focus on those. You have to say, all right, give him credit. This is a deal. Look at the haul he got for Claude Giroux, a trade that they were they had to make. And then they were backed into a corner based on the players rights at that point with his contract. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Claude Giroux was an all time great flyer and it was tough to see him go for so many fans. He was here for you know, what, 14, almost 15 years, parts of 15, I believe. Uh, but that was a trade that had to happen. And you're seeing some decent progress from the pieces. One, you got a first round pick for the future, which is huge. And Owen Tippett is looking like he could be a player. And that's real positive. If Tippett was kind of middling and you're just not really doing a ton, uh, then yeah, there should be frustration. But he's looking like he could be one of the better players on the team. He's young. He fits that that mold of what the Flyers want to see. Uh, get a read on the youth. And uh, that's a real positive. And Joe, for me, i tip it's a great one, but I would say even Travis Konechny, as, as you mentioned, he's on pace for 40-plus goals. I'm not saying he's going to reach 40, but the Flyers really needed to see kind of what Travis Konechny was. Was he more of a goal scorer? Is he more of a complimentary guy that needs to play with some of the best players? He's looking like a guy that could be a first-line player, that could be a leader, and uh, he's only 25. and And he is scoring – Exactly how I think the Flyers really were praying that he would score this season. Uh, he has already bypassed his goal total from last year, uh, and he's a consistent playmaker. And I think he's actually showing signs of leadership too. When you talk to him, you you you're you're hearing more of a leader and not just a young player that's here to play. He, he's a guy I think wants to be a part of this moving
2: forward. Real positive there. Also. He's not even playing on the first line, yeah, and he's putting up first line numbers. So I think that's a bonus too, Um, you know. And and we've heard John Tortorella talk about he doesn't like to sort of say this guy's a first pair, this guy's a first line. Like he likes to look at things interchangeably and who fits well with who. And I think he's found a nice little top two lines that fit with each other, and he's getting results from them with Frost, Tippett, and and JVR, and then uh, Farabee, Konecny. And um why am I blanking? Farabee, me Oh, this uh we said frost. Oh frost and then the, um the top line that, yeah, that's then, been yeah. together now for stri- and then Tortorella yesterday in after morning skate was very complimentary of that Farabee, Connectney and Connect Kine- Kate line. Yep. Um so you know, he's found a couple lines that he clearly yeah. likes uh what they're doing, and it's hard to not like what they're doing at this point in time when you when you take a look at the production and you know they they've goal scoring hasn't been the problem for the past little bit here that's all of a sudden started to come on might have something to do with the competition they're playing sure but you know the other teams trying too so yeah. if you're having trouble scoring goals we've seen the flyers when they have trouble scoring goals it doesn't matter who they're playing they have trouble scoring goals they're not having trouble scoring now and it's good to see yeah. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know
1: podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanizes the disease of addiction. Download the new season 3 of Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win!
0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: Now Joe, I'm not going to say goalie controversy, but I believe Scott Hartnell used those words last night on Post Game Live, and we all had a laugh. I know the Jim Jackson and Al Morgani and Ashland, and everyone had a laugh when he said those words. But, I mean, this is a really good situation in net for the Flyers. I, I wrote about it, and you have two young goalies, Sam Arson, 23 years old, Carter Hart, 24, and it looks like there could be somewhat of a competition, and let's not roll out Felix Sandstrom. Where do you see this playing out when the team comes home and they, they play the Coyotes on Thursday? We're not sure if Sam Erickson will still be here or if it's, if they're going to hold three goalies or if Carter Hart's going to get the net, it's looking like he's ready to go and ready to play. What would be your decision?
2: Um, To me, I, I think the, it's tough because Toronto's the next game. Yeah. So is this the time to work Carter Hart back in against a lesser opponent? Although they're playing well right now in Arizona. And then he, then he plays Toronto after sort of a, a, get back game, um, both those games on home ice. And then, but the Sandstrom question to me is the biggest question because are you willing to lose Sandstrom yeah. to keep Arison as your backup goaltender? Um, because I don't know that three goaltenders is how sustainable that is. So, um, but right now it's really hard to envision them sending Ayrson back down. Yeah. Um, I mean, he won games against some good competition, LA, um, where he had to keep, I mean, he had to keep the Flyers in the game. Yeah. The, and then these road game. they're road games. And if you think about how this started with him starting, getting pulled, Carter Hart gets hurt. He has to come back into a game where he's already allowed five goals. And then he, plays this way after that, that to me shows a guy that has the sort of uh, like mental makeup and fortitude to play in the NHL. So to me, it's tough to see him get sent down. But with Sandstrom, you're probably going to have to clear him through waivers Mm -hmm. in order to get him to the Phantoms. Not sure he clears waivers um, because there's teams, always teams that need goaltending and goalies that I've experienced playing NHL games. So I'm not sure he clears waivers. This is not a decision. That part of the decision is not something that I would envy. But we talked a little bit earlier in the podcast about this being a luxury that is A, unexpected, and probably the first luxury that the Flyers have had this season in terms of anything on their roster. So uh, you can't complain about that. No. and uh, Yeah, I really, it's a I wonder if Felix
1: Sandstrom would clear. He's a 25-year-old goalie, former second-round pick. Um, he's got overseas experience. So it, it's tough to tell if he would clear it or not, and it's really tough to tell what the Flyers will do. I I really don't have a gut feel for it. I'm thinking, I'm leaning toward them sending Sam Erson back to the Phantoms and giving the Phantoms a really good goalie that got a great taste of the NHL, now has some success he can put his fingers on at this level and have him play for the Phantoms and be their guy and, and and value what they're doing down in Lehigh Valley um, and also not running the the risk of losing Felix Santorum. But at the same time, what kind of message does it send to Sam Erickson and some other young players that like this guy wins three games on a road trip and then you send him back down? Like it, you, I think you do run the risk of also sending the wrong message to a young player and other young players that if it doesn't matter, even if you, succeed up here or do well through a stretch, you can you can go down. Um, so a tough decision, but a good one. I still think Carter Hart is the guy. I still think Carter Hart's been incredibly, incredibly good this year. And he has not gotten the run support that Sam Harrison has gotten, that's for sure. The Flyers scored four goals in all three games of that road trip. Uh, Carter Hart has not seen anything like that. Uh, but a good decision to have. Um, and young goalies. I mean, three young goalies. Uh, I think a real positive. It's nice actually to see the Flyers not have that veteran backup on a one year deal making two to three million. It's They have three young goalies that uh, I think could all be a part of the future here. I think that's a positive.
2: Yeah, it ha- has to be looked at as a positive. And the other thing is, if you look at the track record of John Torrell, he's not one of these guys that says, well, we said this guy was the backup goalie two and a half months ago. So that means he's the backup goalie now. It's more about what is going on now. Yeah. Uh, if this guy needs to be benched, if that guy needs you know that this guy needs to be moved down on the lineup, he seems willing to do all that. So that line of thinking would tell you Sam Harrison can't go anywhere at this point in time. Um but there's other factors here. There's contracts and um the the ability to move players up and down from the minor leagues and all those sorts of things that are really in the personnel department and not necessarily John Tortorella, not that he doesn't have input on the personnel department, but, you know, that's why a GM has, is there, yeah. they're there to, you know, Chuck Fletcher and Danny Briere are there to handle all that part of the stuff. So yeah. it's an interesting, interesting decision, but you can't complain about a plethora of goaltending right now is yeah. what they have. Catch all the sports action and more
1: at Rivers Casino Philadelphia. Whether it's the money line or the pass line, there's something for everyone including a great sports book. Rivers Casino Philadelphia. Philly loves a winner. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And Joe, I think something you have to also factor into the decision is what if Carter Hart gets red hot and you and you roll with him again and you know, like you want Carter playing the majority of the games. That's just a fact. Do you want Sam Harrison sitting more than he is playing. Uh and I think that's something they'll they'll factor into the decision um as well. But uh Joe we, we they have a couple home games coming up here, Arizona on Thursday on NBC Sports Philadelphia, Toronto also on our network with pre and post game live. What are your expectations for those two games? Um And could the Flyers extend this winning streak a little bit?
2: Well, I think they have a golden opportunity to extend it because of their opponent on Thursday. I'm not saying they couldn't beat the Maple Leafs, but obviously those two teams are on a different level. The the interesting thing is I want to see how this team comes out at home after the West Coast trip. And I think you'll know in the first 10 minutes of that game whether they're the same as they were on the road trip or is it kind of a... We're back home. Take it easy, sort of thing. I don't. John Tortorella is not a coach that really get lets lets his teams get away with that kind of thinking. Um, And then Sunday, they're just they're going to have to be on their A game to play that Toronto team. Um, We saw what they could do, you know. But the Flyers had a big comeback in that game, almost tied it late. So, you know, they scored goals against Toronto, and so it'll be interesting to see. But I think that. The first game back from a road trip, it, it, in the same sense that the last game of a road trip is a tough one, I think the first one back from like a West Coast trip is a tough one as well. Um, they'll get a practice in, and you know, I, like I said, I think we'll know early in that game what kind of team, what, what Flyers team is going to be out there in the first 10 minutes on Thursday.
1: Well, Joe, it's really interesting. I, I thought they were going to practice – Tomorrow and they are they were scheduled, but uh, just getting here today. I I learned from the Flyers that they're actually going to take tomorrow off, and that tells you how much like how difficult that road trip was. They were on the road a ton, a lot of travel, um, a lot of games in small number of days. Tells you that like the science and all the stuff that they study is telling them that they need rest, and they're going to have a morning skate before Thursday, and that's going to essentially be. Kind of like their practice and warm-up for the next game. Um, So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where their legs are, where their energy level is, and if they can build on this. But I think a win would be real positive because the Flyers have not won more than three straight games um, since last season and this season. Last season, their longest win streak was three games. This year, same thing, three games. To me, that would be a sign of growth and progress. If you can piece together four straight wins, that's, that's telling me this team is building wins, stringing them together, doing things consistently to win. I think that would be a real positive sign. And then against Toronto, see how they fare against one of the better teams in the league. And those are always good barometers for a team that's rebuilding, retooling, however you want to put it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, You're going to know where you are and you're going to know where you are quickly. Particularly you have a back-to-back coming up with Toronto and Buffalo Sunday and Monday, the game that was moved up a couple of months for Buffalo. Um, So, it's kind of right back into it. Like, yeah. you know, um, the NHL schedule doesn't take mercy on any of these teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, long road trip. But here you are back home, two home games, and then you're out. there. You're going to Buffalo. Yep. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, the, the no practice thing is interesting to me. Yeah. Because um, we know he, how he approaches his morning skates, and they're not necessarily like, they're usually not mandatory. No. Um. And it's kind of just like a – I don't want to say show up if you want, but it's almost like he says show up if you want for a morning skate. And it's not – like he doesn't value them the way some other coaches value them. So it'll be very interesting to see how they come out of the gates Thursday night.
1: It will. And John Tortorell has said that the only only time he'll ever really make a morning skate mandatory or really want to make sure they do skate is if if it's almost serving as like a practice day. They don't have the practice day. And I think, Joe, it is – them looking at the schedule and saying that's three and four coming up Thursday. uh, Oh no, I'm sorry. It's not because it's Thursday, Sunday, Monday. So it's not three and four. Um, They'll have Friday and Saturday, but still busy stretch coming up off of a busy stretch. uh, So they're valuing probably the guys getting some rest. And, uh, but uh, again, good, good. But they
2: have, and they have that extra game added into next week. with Buffalo. So yeah, it's a back-to-back Sunday, Monday. Next week is a busy yeah, one yeah, for that, sure. So, yeah, you know, maybe they're looking, you know, a week and a half ahead here, yep. and this is what's in front of them, and kind of bank some rest where you can. Exactly.
1: And we'll have all the coverage uh, on the Flyers Talk podcast at our website, com. And Joe Fordyce, this guy right here, will have all the coverage on pre- and post-game live. You can catch it on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Joe, thank you so much, as always. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. Uh, a big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time and being there for us. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by... Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and listen, and we can't wait to talk to you next time.